Hey guys, welcome to Girl Mates Show, the relationships podcast for people in a relationship with TV. We are back this week, as per usual, with another episode talking about the one and only Stranger Things. I feel like that's what 90% of the American population did over the 4th of July, at least in my case and the people I surround myself with. (laughs) Well, and even according to Netflix's like stats they posted this afternoon i think that like what'd they say let me pull up so i get the exact figures they said that um stranger things 3 broke netflix records that 40.7 million household accounts have been watching the show since its premiere on july 4th and they said that's more than any other film or series in its first four days and 18.2 million have already finished the entire season interesting well and that just said like household accounts so that doesn't even like me and my brother both and my sister we are all in the same netflix account but we all watched it and finished it individually i mean we have our own profiles but the way that that was worded it made it sound like one account Mm -hmm. yeah so it'll be interesting when they if they ever say exactly how many streams. Yeah. Well, and I've also seen um, some drama before about how Netflix gets its numbers and how they're inflated. But I don't know. I have no room to question that stat. No, it's interesting. Yeah, because it does sound like it could be fishy if it's they're like self-reporting. Mm-hmm. But like I also don't like aren't most metrics made up anyway. Event like <laughs> when they start, you know, like someone just had to decide what meant what. Well, I think that most people like, especially with like TV, like the ratings come out, like it's a public thing. But Netflix doesn't let any of their um, stuff be public, so it's just like we believe that we have to believe everything they say. Like all the data isn't made public, where that's not the case for most people or companies, whatever. That's how I understand it. Um, okay, for our top three, we are talking about our favorite TV bad boys, because I, I don't know about you, but I loved um, having some Billy back in my life. Yeah, no, I um, I thought Billy was, I liked him a lot more this season than last season. Oh, really? Shall we say? That's interesting. I don't want to spoil anything, but um, I think I was more hopeful for more of him this season to like see a different side of him and I didn't get that but it's okay he was still great yeah I think he was probably one of the best actors in the cast with what he did have which was interesting but yeah I do feel yeah well we can talk about it more so bad boys I will I can start off my number three is I'm giving him the number three spot but I can't talk about bad boys without talking about Don Draper because I think he is your so typical bad boy. I I think that most people think of bad boys to think of like leather jackets and um, maybe even eyeliner. I don't know. <laughs> like I think of like teenagers studs. first. Oh, okay. But yeah. he is like the patron saint of bad boys. Yeah. Everything he does is basically would fall in the circle of bad boy. Well, and like you can't... You don't you don't like him, but you can't help but love him. Mm-hmm. Yep. You just want to help him and hug him and hope that he will be better. Well, and every classic bad boy has, like, a sob story mm-hmm. in their history, and he really does, so. Yeah, he does. And, like, he wants to be good. Mm-hmm. 
I can like, see it in him. Yeah. Well, and like how much he he really does like care about his kids. You know, like he is capable of love, but mm-hmm. he also doesn't think he deserves it, which I think is like quintessential bad boy. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that's a really good one. Thank you. Um, my number three is a Vampire Diaries character. It's Damon Salvatore. He's played by Ian Summerhalder, and he is like your. He's very typical. Um, like CW bad boy. He mm-hmm. definitely has a has a leather jacket. <laughs> he's the one making most of the wisecracks. And, like, he's too, um, like, he's above everything, like, feelings and stuff. Like, he's Mm -hmm. too broken and blah, blah, blah. Like, sarcastic. But he, too, just wants to be loved and is very sensitive and is very hot, which are all very important bad boy traits. And you know what? While we're talking about this, it's making me think that maybe it's TV um, convincing us that deep down bad boys really just want to be loved and so that's why people in real life are always like there are some people i wouldn't say we really fall into this category but some people fall into the category of always falling for the bad boy and it's probably because on tv they do usually show like a softer side of them that can sometimes be changed or that they really do love them deep down or something I think that's 100% correct. Wow. It's I like, hadn't really thought about that. We've really been conditioned. And again, I say we, like the collective societal we, not me and Taylor, because <laughs> I feel like, uh, I mean, who knows? Maybe, maybe eventually I'll fall for some guy from the wrong side of the tracks, <laughs> but I just don't really see that happening. I feel like, yeah, we've been conditioned to like want to fix and be like, oh, they... The the world has shown them nothing but hate, but I can be the one thing that can heal them and mm-hmm. help them feel love. Because mm-hmm. it's like, it's a classic like fairy tale trope, mm-hmm. totally. but it's totally ekes into the real world. Because I feel like that's super common for girls to be kind of like strung along for mm-hmm. a really long time. Yeah, you should be psychologist. Okay, for my number two, I'm going to go with Ryan Atwood from The O.C. He's on my bonus list. He's a great bad boy. Ryan is just, he just had to do what he had to do. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, that was be a bad boy. But (laughs) that sounded more risque than I meant for it to sound. (laughs) Well, I'm just imagining, like, let's say that these guys are in this situation in real life and they're like, Call, like thinking of themselves like I'm a bad, bad boy. boy. <laughs> Plus, it's like boy, like it's, it's just. Not what were you gonna say? B-O-I-Z. Bad man. I Z boys. Ugh, bad boys. A bad, bad boys. man. What you gonna do? A bad guy. Hey, bad bad guy. guy. That would work better. But we've already stuck with bad boy. I feel like bad boy and bad guy are different things. Yes. Yeah, it's very specific. Bad guy is more villainy. Yes. Which we've already kind of talked about. Yeah, bad boy is a whole different thing. Because they're usually not the villain on the show. No. Maybe they will in certain plot lines, but they're never, like, the villain. No. Um, Ryan is also... I feel like he's a pretty interesting bad boy because he also... Like, he expresses his love a lot, actually. Yeah. Like, I absolutely love him and Seth. Mm-hmm. And he's He just, funny. like, says it like it is. Yeah, it is, and um, isn't really afraid to show that. Totally, 
I feel like there's different categories of bad boys too because like his is like he's very misunderstood and like kind of fish out of water kind of bad boy Mm -hmm. like how he's now in the oc rich side of town and stuff Mm -hmm. it's fun to think about these (laughs) good this is a lot deeper than i thought i would get well another great one thank you my number two is daniel desario from freaks and geeks played by james franco he is a great bad boy because he is he is really funny and goofy and he's another one who like well and it's I feel like on a lot of shows the you like meet the bad boy from the perspective of like a good girl mm-hmm. and then as the show progresses that's when you like learn all these other clues into their home life mm-hmm. and how they are and like their secret insecurities and stuff. I like Daniel from the at the beginning of the show because like you go in and it's fun seeing young James Franco and like this like one of his early roles and stuff but then you really do start to sympathize with him as the show goes on and his chemistry with Busy Phillips on the show is just they're really dysfunctional and funny and it is kind of like weird like with some of the stuff that she's revealed about the filming. Yeah I was gonna say they were dysfunctional in real life. (laughs) Yeah like it's so it's it adds a kind of a difficult layer to it, mm-hmm. but I still really like the character. Yeah, and he's another person who kind of just says it like it is. And I was thinking about Freaks and Geeks, and I was thinking about how sad it is that Seth Rogen didn't get hot until later on in life. Because <laughs> his character is also funny, but... Yeah, I was thinking about him as a bad boy, too. Well, because like, their whole like little gang of friends is yeah. kind of like the bad kids. Mm-hmm. I feel like Jason Siegel's character, Nick, is probably the least quote-unquote bad boy in it, but he yeah. is, like, a stoner and yeah. slacker, but he's, like, much more sensitive and nice than the other two. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Seth is not cute on that. No. I still love his character, but he, yeah. I, it, they don't do him any favors by giving him, like, huge sideburns. <laughs> huge sideburns and, like, dumb outfits. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, for my... Number one bad boy, I have to give it to Chuck Bass because he's probably one of the only bad boys where I've seen myself being like, oh, yeah, like, (laughs) that sounds great. Like, I would definitely date you. Most of them, I'm like, oh, I'd see right through you. Mm -hmm. But him, I could be swindled by him in a heartbeat. So he's my number one. I like that. I like thinking about which ones actually could, you could, like, fool yourself into thinking you could change them Mm -hmm. i think even tim riggins like i love tim riggins obviously but if this were real life no no well i don't think he would have any interest in me but i also would like not like i would not waste my time no sorry but no it's just not gonna happen that is an excellent one and i didn't watch all of gossip girl but if i had I know that he would be at least a bonus on my list. Yeah. He's, he is like kind of like, I know it's about like Serena and Blair, but Chuck is like kind of the heart of the show. Yeah, I think so. He just adds right. like that, like glossy and I, um, I was going to say kind of like, kind of like that scandalous layer that makes Gossip Girl so fun. Mm-hmm. And he's one of the only, like, he's the most self-aware character on the show, mm-hmm. which is like just always really refreshing yeah and but he still has that like i just want to be loved Mm -hmm. 
thing going on. Yeah. I feel like he reminds me the most of how Ian Summerhalder's character is on Vampire Diaries, kind of. Because mm-hmm. he's like, I'm above all this. Like, you guys are, like, just silly little, like, naive people. But Peons. really, he's... <laughs> yes, you're just... <laughs> And, like, yeah, literally, like, that's the kind of thing that they would say, but he really does, like, crave that connection with someone mm-hmm. and is his own worst enemy at all, like, most of the time and stuff. It's just really compelling stuff. Okay, my number one, I had to go with Caleb from Pretty Little Liars. <laughs> I'm so glad you did. I love Caleb. I always thought he was the cutest on the show. Even though now that I'm thinking about the other guys on PLL, they're all bad. Like, actually just bad. Like, yeah, Ezra is gross. Like, he's Ezra's hot, but, like, he's disgusting. Well, it's funny, actually, because I feel like um, Caleb is actually the best. I really think so. <laughs> I feel like... Especially I, in the end. Well, and I never finished it. Oh, I forgot. But I don't I don't know if I ever even will. But he's, like, so devoted to Hannah and, like, is the only person that, like genuinely helps them and yeah he really has their best interests at heart yeah so i feel like it's kind of i don't know if the show did this intentionally but it's almost like the ones that you think would be like the ones the world might not see as bad boys actually are the worst ones yeah because caleb's like he's the one he's the another wrong side of the tracks guy and he's like poor and he dresses like kind of like what is he like some tech he's like a hacker <laughs> like goth go, like tech goth punk i don't even know <laughs> but he's actually the by far the most reliable of all the boyfriends and he, the most beautiful he really is like a stunning like human being mm-hmm. plus i i i think clearly from my list i'm drawn to like kind of the like the comic relief bad boys too mm. so i feel like caleb would always get a lot of good singers yeah even and I always liked his and Hannah's relationship because like they had really good banter mm-hmm. and like she wouldn't put up with all of his BS. No. Like she'd ca- they'd call each other out and it was like a really fun um dynamic. Yeah. They were great. Yeah. Uh did you have some bonuses? The only other one that we haven't already discussed is Cole Sprouse's character on Riverdale. Yeah. Jughead. Another leather jacket bad boy. <laughs> A weirdo. <laughs> and a weirdo. Did you have any other ones? Um, yeah, I had, um, well, Sean Hunter on Boy Meets World. Mm-hmm. His is, like, he's one of the most tragic bad boys, though, because he's really not bad. Yeah. It's, like, literally, is he seen as a bad boy? It's more like the, his circumstances, like, his dad's always gone, and, like, he's kind of bouncing around from house to house more mm-hmm. than, like, him actually being a bad kid. Yeah. And it's, like... I feel like I remember those episodes being really, like, very serious. Yes. So it's kind of like he's really one of the sadder bad boys. Sad yeah. boy. Sad boy. Maybe this was one of your bonuses, but also Jess from Gilmore Girls. That one was kind of, like, too much of a given for me to have him, but... Yeah. He was on all the lists that I was looking at. I've never been, like, a Jess gal, so I didn't have him as a bonus, but I'm glad we're talking about him. Especially because I feel like he is one of the bad boys that, as the show went on, that he had, I really ended up liking his plot line. Yeah, it's and true. I have the most hope for him in life. <laughs> um, I also saw, um, like, 
while we're talking about Gilmore Girls that Logan's included in a lot of bad boy lists. Oh. And that's a good one, too. He's like I kind of a... I love Logan. I probably would have put him on my list if I would have thought about him. Yeah. he Well, he's like a Chuck Bass-style bad boy. Mm-hmm. Like the rich bad kid. Yeah, I just like him rich. <laughs> <laughs> so... This reminds me of I'm only interested in bad boys if they're rich. Well, that's actually what I was going to say before, but I thought it was too judgmental. (laughs) Because I was like, oh, you can only trust the ones that aren't poor. (laughs) So I'm glad you said it. Um, It reminds me of um, when the new episodes of Gilmore Girls were coming out. My dad decided to watch all of Gilmore Girls. (laughs) And he was like, I don't know why Rory won't choose Luke. What? <laughs> Scratch that. That's because later he claimed to see himself as a Luke. <laughs> We're like, okay. But he was like, I don't know why Rory wouldn't choose Logan. He's rich. He's fun. He's got it all. Because, <laughs> like, none of the other ones have really that much going for them. Except for how hot Jess is. Yeah. Like, I literally think that if... I mean, obviously, if any of the guys were less cute, then, like, the girls wouldn't go for them as much. Mm-hmm. But I... Jess doesn't, for me, he just didn't do it for me much, well, besides Jess of how cute he was. is also, like, an emo writer, and, like, emo writers were also, like, not my thing. Yeah, and that is a whole, that it's, like, another subcategory of bad boys. Yeah. I love it. Um, another one that I, he's not one of my favorite bad boys, but it's, like, kind of timely, is the love interest on Veronica Mars is who's also named Logan he's like a very standard kind of bad, bad boy. boy but I think he's also rich but he's like a bully hmm. no so that's not hot to me but he is a bad boy they have good chemistry so it's like still fun to see their relationship but I he's never the kind that would like tempt me yeah can't be tempted we're too old for that now no I like money <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say nice <laughs> <laughs> I think the money is just like a nice way to cover up other flaws. Yeah, it's true. I also, well, because like stability. Yeah. I was also thinking, because I was thinking, as I was saying, nice in Star Wars, Princess Leia is like, I happen to like nice men. And I was like, Han Solo might be one of the bad boys that I do also love mm-hmm. because he, you get to see like that he really does care. Yeah. I think that's just the sad thing. Like going back to like, bad boys in real life that people get their hearts broken over Mm -hmm. it's like it's because yeah in shows and movies like you can see the other side of the story and you can see that they really do care they're just trying to act like they don't but in real life they don't around to see if you can see that side yeah and in real life i'm sure that they're real people they have something going on beneath the surface but it's like a one percent chance that you're going to be the one to crack it yeah like if they're not going to therapy just leave not worth it. Not worth it. Hot dating tips. It's a relationships podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, true. <laughs> we're doing it. Wow. Oh, that was fun. <laughs> Take our advice. Those who can't do, teach. <laughs> Those who choose not to do, teach. teach. <laughs> uh, okay, TV news. I have a couple things. You go first. Aziz. Has a Netflix special coming out tonight, I think. This week. Tonight? Yeah. This week. Wow. Um, I forgot it was... I keep forgetting that now we're in July. I know. It's Things weird. Things that say they're coming out in July, I feel like we still have a month. Yeah. It's weird. Um, I am interested to watch it because I know he talked about his um, 
the Me Too movement that he kind of got caught up in. He addressed it, and I think he did a really good job of addressing it. Um, He did it at one of his shows in New York and um, allowed press to come and write about it. So if you haven't read it, read it. I think it's really good. Um, And there was a question on whether or not that piece was in his whole special, like Hmm. while he was touring or if it was just like that one time. So I'm curious if he mentions anything in in the Netflix special. Um, I don't, this is not like based in things I've heard directly about this, Mm -hmm. but I do know his style is very much like, I'm going to stick to this format for each of my shows. Mm -hmm. And so I hope slash am maybe guessing that that it it will be. be like that. And I hope it is, because that sounds really good. Yeah, well, I just, I liked, I loved everything I read about it, so I would probably even like more to, like, see him saying it. Totally. I, um, his, that whole situation was one of the most intriguing, um, Me Too scenarios, because it was the one that felt, like, real, extremely relatable. Yeah, like, almost every girl could probably relate to that, and probably almost every boy could relate to that. Yes. It was very, like, an at-home situation. Like, everything that comes out, obviously, is horrible and needs to be out there and exposed, in my opinion. But it's, I feel like the lessons that people need to learn aren't necessarily as, like, of course, the average man is going to say, I'm not going to be a Harvey Weinstein because mm-hmm. you don't have the power to even begin to be that person typically. But men need to learn from these situations that were more like a dating situation, like Aziz, mm-hmm. that and realize that a girl may feel like that in a situation that you didn't even realize you were putting her in. Yeah, like getting consent even when it's not, um, even when you think that it it, it is uh, mutual. Yes, and. Yeah, every guy would be like, oh, I would never rape someone. But, like, maybe you are putting women in um, situations that they don't feel comfortable in and how you can, like, figure that out, I guess. Yeah, I feel like the way that Aziz has handled this is the way that I want everyone everyone to handle it. Like, let's compare him. He seems like, and I eagerly, like, await how he expresses himself about it. Mm-hmm. Um the way he's apologized and his how he's being so careful and cautious about everything, I really respect. And I like contrast that with like let's say Louis C.K. who just goes on the attack and kind of like digs the hole even deeper and mm-hmm. doesn't apologize and still blames the, his accusers. Yeah, and then and also like does these su- weird surprise stand up acts kind of like holding these people captive they have to listen to him make jokes about it and it's just like i don't think that is at all the correct attitude or reaction to this and so i do respect aziz and i um yeah i'm excited to watch his special yeah and i think it will is uh good to show that like we're not just like canceling everyone who has ever done done something slightly derogatory towards women like there's room for forgiveness and improvement, and I think Aziz did a really good job of doing that. Yeah, I agree. What do you have? 
I saw today, and I'm sure you did too, They, I guess they officially announced that Queer Eye Season 4 will be out July 19th. Mm-hmm. And there were a bunch of new posts today, so I don't... It Was it just that they dropped a new trailer for it? Because did they already announce that date? I thought they already announced that date. I haven't <laughs> been on the internet today, so oh, okay. I hadn't seen anything new. I think that it was a new trailer that dropped then. Because okay. I was like, we already knew it was coming soon. Mm-hmm. I couldn't remember if that was the, like... The date changed or something like yeah. that. But I think it's a new trailer that's showing more of the people receiving makeovers, and they all looked really good. Oh, good. So it looks like it'll be another fun, emotional season. Did you see that someone from Queer Eye was in Stranger Things? Who? Ugh, I shouldn't have brought this up because I don't remember his name. He was in season two. Do your Twitter search while I talk about the next thing. Okay. I'm not caught up on Big Little Lies. I'm two episodes behind, but... There was some drama, as Carly Rae Jepsen would say. Um, <laughs> she does say that. <laughs> I'm glad we're finally talking about this. Um, because apparently yesterday's episode um, was the episode where we should have seen uh, Reese Witherspoon throwing an ice cream cone at Meryl Streep. Which was, like, became a meme, like, long before the show even dropped. Yeah. Like, like during filming. A paparazzi, like, caught it, and, yeah, it was, like, a big deal, and so... Oh, that's right, because it wasn't, like, HBO. It wasn't in a promo. It no. It was a pop shot. Yeah. And oh, it I got... Not like, saying pops, by no, the way. No, disgusting. <laughs> I'm um, so sorry. And that scene got cut from the episode, so oh. everyone was furious but apparently it's going to be on the extras on the dvds <laughs> Ooh, special so i think it might be worth it to buy the dvds i guess oh that's so funny you buy it and then turn it into a gif okay i found oh did him. you find it yes so it's um william from season two who did that uh sweet proposal yeah for his fiance so he look uh, it looks like he's one of those like douchey newspaper guys that works at the paper. Do you think th- we're just? I'm just judging from the screenshot. Think he, yes, or he was like in a diner. I couldn't remember. I don't remember either. The um, screen cap I'm seeing is from the first episode, so that's not helpful. Okay. Well, yeah, good job, he's William. Like, he's like a what's it called when you're like a background person? Extra. <laughs> Extra. Yeah. And that's fun. Yeah, that's really fun. I mean, he's in the Netflix uh, the Netflix family. Yeah, that's true. The last thing I had was there's some behind the scenes of Guava Island that I haven't watched, so I don't know what it's about, but more Donald Glover and I won't say no to that. Yeah, here, here. <laughs> this is a weird one. I haven't researched that much, but basically Tommy Wiseau and Greg Sestero from The Room. Mm-hmm are going to voice intergalactic bounty hunters in an animated TV show. Excuse me? And the Tom- real Tommy Wiseau? Yeah, that's his cartoon character looks like him. And it's... I, I just don't even know. Well, I'm proud of him. Yeah, well, and Greg. They're two besties. Yeah. Back together. Cute. All right. Well, the time is now. Um, We are now entering the Upside Down, so buckle up. We're going to talk spoiler-free for a little bit, and then we're gonna, we'll are gonna we discuss our boyfriends, and then we can't not talk about it by dropping some spoilers. And we felt mm-hmm. like we're safe because everyone has watched or is watching Stranger Things, so 
But if you haven't, you can stop and come back and listen later yeah. to our spoiler. We'll start kind of talking about our overall reactions. And then, if you haven't watched it yet, come back and finish the episode. Yes. So, how did you feel, Jordan? <laughs> Just throwing, throwing our oh. names in there sometimes so I like people how you know do who that. it is. I really like how you do that. It's very professional. Um, that sounded like I was being sarcastic. I'm not. <laughs> um, I liked it. I, um, listen, I don't think that I would, I would be really surprised if any season of Stranger Things will ever really capture the magic of the first season. Agreed. But I thought that this was a really solid, really fun season. It outshone season two, which I found pretty forgettable, mm-hmm. which, um, and that feeling I was validated by when I watched the recap, I was like, oh, wow, I forgot almost everything that happened. Same. I was glad they had a recap. Oh, it was a great recap. It was like four minutes long. And I liked how they covered not only like upside down stuff, they covered like character introductions yeah. and different things like that. So that it was a really good, uh, really well done recap. Um, and I think that overall, I wasn't necessarily that intrigued by the different plots that were going on. Like, I won't get into any, the specifics yet, but because I love the characters so much and I loved all the settings and how everything was looking, I was, like, on board for all of it. Yeah. Um, I think they did a really great job at distracting us by the beauty of everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, when the storyline and, like, character development wasn't as great. That's how I felt about it. Yes. And I'm not saying it's, like, a terrible thing because it worked and it really was very beautiful and very well done. And I was kind of worried that they were going to be clinging on to, like, the 80s feel too much and that I was going to kind of be rolling my eyes the whole time. Mm -hmm. But even though everything they did was, like, so quintessential 80s, like, malls and fairs and, like, stuff that's pretty easy to, like, make look cool and pretty, they still did a really great job and I still thought it was really cool and really pretty. Yeah, I think that sums it up for me, too. There were things that I expected to roll my eyes at that Mm -hmm. I was totally on board for yeah I also because before I started watching it um I saw so many articles that were like oh the 80s references you've missed and I was like so the whole thing is going to be like reference 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 but I felt like it was actually moving so smoothly that I wasn't really distracted by anything like that like I actually probably should go back and read those lists because I probably missed a lot of them and like I'm I really love to like absorb a lot of 80s cultural stuff and I felt like I was like just paying attention to the show and really was like hypnotized by the mall yeah so they I thought they did that pretty effectively and I because I feel like even in season two I felt like it was clunkier yeah like they almost tried to make a show that was a show about 80s references and this one it was more seamless yeah yeah I agree Oh, also, um, another thing I'll say in general about this season is that it's a lot more graphic than any of the other seasons have been before. Even my little brother, like, my 17-year-old brother was saying that. And for him to say that, you know, it's, like, actually pretty graphic, I would say. Yeah, it was gross. Yeah, it was pretty disgusting. And we don't, I mean, I don't think there's any been graphic, like, nudity or anything it's nothing like that it's like all violence slash gore uh-huh. it was and they've really upped the ante on the like quality of effects so it's yeah. like 
double whammy. It's it's pretty disgusting. Yeah, it's like believable. Yeah. Gross. And even just like shooting people. Yeah, that is true. I feel like there was more of that. Yeah. It was less like make-believe and more like real. Yeah. If that makes sense. <laughs> no, it totally does. <laughs> also, there were a lot of Utah references, which I thought was funny and interesting. And we're, I'm trying to decide if it's like one of those things that just be, it's just because we're from here, so we notice it. Like, are the it's Netflix mentioning all the other states as much as it's mentioning Utah, but we just don't notice it because we're not paying attention to those times. Or like, does Netflix have a love affair with Utah? They it's, do have like their customer service is based in Utah, but it's like the writers. I don't know. It's weird it's really weird it's welcome it's like fun <laughs> fun publicity mm-hmm. but it is i feel like we would um i think it's what am i trying to say i don't feel like it's just because we're from here i feel like yeah. it is like it's an a thing. odd amount because i feel like anytime previously that they are going to mention some western state that's not california it'll be like New Mexico or something. Mm-hmm. Albuquerque or whatever. Like, it's it seems so specific to be, like, Salt Lake City, Utah. Yeah. Maniac was another one that did that. Mm-hmm. In that one? one that comes off my the top of my head, but I know there's more. I'm trying to think if they mentioned it on Glow at all. But Maniac's the main one I was thinking yeah. of, too. Especially because it was so funny how they said Salt Lake. Like, some characters would say Salt Lake, which is, like, how locals refer to Salt Lake City. Yeah. So it's just... It's very interesting. So I want to keep my eyes open for future ones. Mm-hmm. Is it because of Tan France? <laughs> <laughs> Another Netflix Utah native. Yeah. Wow. Since we are going to go into spoilers, I feel like I have less to say because I want to just like save it for when I can be more specific. Me too. And I feel like Stranger Things is a show where people are very sensitive about spoilers. Yeah. So... Maybe let's just go into boyfriends. Okay. <laughs> I want you to go first. <laughs> I can't not choose Steve Harrington. I think he is a perfect, perfect character. And I love him so much. And he has some really, really great moments in this season that I just love, love, loved. And I had almost forgotten about how much I love him. And it was a good reminder. Yeah, he was amazing in this season. I felt like because he was such a dick in the first season, parts of season two, I felt like it was like a major shift really quickly mm-hmm. into like this like kind of nicer, charming guy. Like yeah. when he and Nancy were dating and then he's like befriending the nerds and stuff. Yeah. So in this season, I was like, I was finally fully on board. Mm. I felt like it was really earned his um his like his whole personality he's more complex and yeah. like funny and stuff and um because they also he he like they acknowledge more of how he was in high school and mm-hmm. so i was like i was fully fully on board for steve harrington this season yeah also it's funny because like back to the bad boy discussion i feel like i love those plot lines where like the bad boy who is like kind of big man on campus in high school Mm -hmm. and then right after he graduates and he has to be in the real world and is like wow i'm actually a loser yes (laughs) and it's like you see that with tim riggins like Mm -hmm. it's a really interesting thing i think it's also very realistic yeah because like it's not only like the cool popular jerks that go through that like 
everyone feels some sense of that after they graduate high school, I think. Yeah. It's just really natural. And so I also like seeing when, like, the popular guys kind of go through it, too. Have a reality check. Yeah. Yeah, it's really interesting. And so I liked them kind of exploring that. He was, like, the star of the season, I think. Yeah. I would agree. Not the only one, but I think he one was, of them. Yeah, like yeah. top three. Yeah, he was so funny and great. I had to choose Hopper as my boyfriend. Mm. Um, he had some good Hawaiian shirts. He looked so good. It's we kind of talked earlier today about how he acted like a jerk for a lot of this season, which was annoying. Yeah, um, was sad. But he like I just thought he looked really good. I loved him in that Hawaiian shirt. It's already iconic. When he's being nice, he's just so nice and funny, and, like, he teams up so well with the characters and stuff, Mm -hmm. and I do love seeing him with Eleven. Mm -hmm. When he's, when he is funny, he's really funny, and I just love that guy. Yeah, he was, he was zaddy in those Hawaiian shirts. Very zaddy. And I liked how people kept, like, being like, what are you wearing? (laughs) But I was also like, let him wear his his shirt. He looks amazing. (laughs) So, yeah, he's my, he's my Stranger Things boyfriend. Perfect. I love it. All right, spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Here we go. Yeah. Um. Oh, is Hopper the American in the jail cell? In the did you watch the after credits? I did. Scene? Okay. I feel like well, I it's like I exited out right as it started, and so mm-hmm. I was like, oh wait, there's like this whole other thing. Yeah. So then I had to like go back into the episode and watch it again. I feel like it has to be him, but also don't know how he could have survived that. I had because a theory that I. Up. But you didn't see him burn up. You didn't see him burn up. I was hoping that he was in, he got caught in it and like dragged into the upside down and is stuck there. Oh. That was my theory and my hope. But if he's the American in the jail cell, I don't know who else that would be. I don't know either. I hope it's not like a new character. No, that'd be stupid. Yeah. I was sad because just from... I didn't see any spoilers, luckily, but I did see people, like, talking, referring to, like, oh, that big death. So I kept being like, okay, who's it going to be? Mm-hmm. There's obviously always going to be a good chance it's going to be Hopper, but I kept holding on to the hope that because he and Joyce never kissed <laughs> on camera, that he wouldn't die. So I was very pissed. <laughs> I was like, oh, we didn't even get to see them kiss. We only had to see, what like, preteens kissing. Yeah. Um, and which was very that awkward. Is something I could have done without. We didn't need that much. No. I don't feel like that's like even that real for that age. Well, I was not kissing anyone when I was that <laughs> age, so I wouldn't know. Um, well, I one thing I uh liked about all the like the young romance was I liked how you got to see the contrast between Mike and Eleven and Max and Lucas mm-hmm. because they were like Max was along for the ride like she was always doing like kind of up for the whatever boy antics were going on yeah and like they weren't always touching each other and kissing each other and so I liked that they could show kind of like two versions of like young love yeah and I liked that it also got to pull in um like female friendships when Max and Eleven got to bond I yeah, thought that it, was amazing to me it made it kind of worth it but I was like, okay, we get it. Yeah, I was with I was with Hopper. Yeah, keep the door open. Yeah, <laughs> I was sad about Billy because I think Billy is really done. So 
I think he for sure is. So that Which was why... was sad because I w- you were right with what you're saying. I had different expectations for how... What was coming for his storyline. Yeah. I thought he was going to join the crew. Yeah, like kind of be like a, another Steve. Yeah, and like another quintessential bad boy where he comes around and he just wants to be loved. Which I guess they yeah. kind of, he kind of was. They showed that. Yeah, totally. But... We just never really even got to see that side of him. We only got to see him, like, trying to hook up with a mom and then a devil. <laughs> I know. Well, and that whole thing was kind of confusing. One of the questions I left the season with, and again, I feel like with this season, so I don't really care that much about, like, Russian spies, which I guess I should because it's, like, closer to home than we may think. Mm-hmm. But in situations like this, I'm kind of like, Okay, and I'm sure that's kind of like an 80s homage because that's kind of how all the movies were back Mm -hmm. in the 80s. But um, I didn't really care about the details of what was going on with the Russians. Um, And I also didn't, wasn't ever really that clear on the details of the Mind Flayer. Yep. Like, was Bobby, Bobby, was Billy seemed like he was like the main host it was very confusing. Because, like, why didn't... Because it's, like, when they all start marching in and, like, get melted and, ex- like, their guts come out. He never had to do that. No. And, like, when did all those... When did it happen to all those people? It didn't show that. It was weird. It was weird what they chose to show. Yeah, I agree. Because all of a sudden it's, like, half the fair. Mm-hmm. It was so weird. And it was also confusing who had more power in, like, the hierarchy of the flame monster people. Because, mm-hmm. like, both the life cards... Sometimes he would be talking to the girl lifeguard Mm -hmm. as though they were, like, partners or she was, like, no, we're, like, giving him directions. And I was, like, wait, who's the boss here? So that wasn't clear. And it doesn't need to be clear. But I was just kind of, like, Billy was, like, kind of the end all monster guy. Mm -hmm. But I didn't really get, like, is it because I didn't even, he wasn't even the first one they made, I I guess. Yeah, I think they just spent time giving us backstory on stuff that I didn't want backstory on and not enough time giving me backstory on things I did want backstory on mm-hmm. in a long way of saying it. Which things would you prefer to have more backstory on? Yeah, I think just like the host thing and oh, the mind yeah. flare thing. Yeah, that's all. I thought you meant characters because uh, I was thinking I would have liked to see a lot more of Max and Billy mm-hmm. because a lot we left them and Billy was just kind of like a sociopath. And so I liked seeing that there's more layers to his and Max's, like, sibling relationship. Like, mm-hmm. how she was worried. She didn't want him to be the monster. And, like, she kept trying to say, like, no, 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 like, you're Billy, you're Billy. But I was like, aren't you, like, terrified of Billy? Yeah. Because he was, like, straight up scary bully. When she really wasn't in any of, like, the flashback scenes of like his past as a kid yeah it was like literally that one tiny one Mm -hmm. basically the the main last thing i had to say was that i really loved um the new girl robin loved robin she's ethan hawk and uma thurman's daughter which is amazing it's amazing and I just really liked her. And I loved the scene. I loved the whole part of her and Steve Harrington on drugs. I thought it was hilarious and done really well. They were so funny. She was so good. Especially because it's just so risky when you introduce a new character in a show where everyone already loves all the characters. Yeah. But she was great. I loved her more than 
Um, I cared about Jonathan or Nancy, who to me were kind of the weak link again of the season. Agreed. Um, I was actually laughing kind of to myself when she was like, these rats have rabies. I was like, who cares? <laughs> like that, you're, those rude guys are right. That's not an interesting story. <laughs> Obviously, it became an interesting story, but I was like, I don't care. Yeah. One other random thought I had was, I love the mall. I love the fair. I think that the mayor's doing some good things in the <laughs> town. I would love to go to that mall. <laughs> Apparently, you really can go to that mall. Oh, really? Yeah. Where is it? I think it's in um, Alabama. And I think it's really called Starcourt Mall. Did they film it there? Oh, they filmed in Georgia. So probably. Yeah, I loved the scenes where they got trapped in the Gravitron. It was just like, wow, the state fair can't come soon enough. I know, it was so fun. I was impressed at how uh, clean all the rides looked. <laughs> it's like, maybe because the 80s was when those rides were new. new. <laughs> yeah, I loved it. Yeah. They really did. They, yeah, they're smart to give us really great aesthetics my last um, word on this is I kind of hope that the next season is the last season. I think we need to be done with the, it's opened, it's closed. We need to close it again. It's open. I don't want to cut you off because I completely agree. That's basically all. Well, I was like, remember how there was all this talk about like, oh, the monster's still out here because we closed the gate with him still outside. And I was like, is that not what you guys just did again? Like, the monster blew up in the mall, but they closed the gate mm-hmm. at the Russian place. Yeah. So I was like, why are you celebrating? <laughs> this is just going to happen again. I think four is the perfect nice round number to end on. Yeah. I think it'll be good. Yeah. There. Especially because, like, I don't need to follow... I I love the kids and the characters, but I don't need to, like, follow them... Like, through college or no. anything like that. No. I, I kind of like to end it while they're still pretty little. Yeah, same. Same, same. But overall, great. Yeah, I really... I, I think I even liked it more than I expected I would. Yeah, me too. Because I was, I was... It I got better. It started out yeah. a little weak for me, but I think it was really good in the end. Yeah, well, even the first episode, I was kind of like, this is a little clunky and... um. Like, I felt like most of the script was just, like, really heavy-handed. Yeah. Like, trying to... I mean, I know you have to catch everyone up to where things are and stuff, so whatever. But I was kind of like, please don't be like this the whole time. Yeah. yeah, I think it got really strong. Also, I did some quick fact-checking. The mall, of course, is in Georgia, not okay. in Alabama. It's okay. in Duluth. Yeah, I saw that little Georgia peach show up at the end. Cool, let's go. I would love to go. See you all in Georgia.